welcome to VIP Boxing's Bell to Bell podcast, episode 66. Um, as always, if you can leave us a great review on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and if you're not going to leave us a great review, just abuse me on Twitter or something like that and get your frustration out that way by calling me a Wally. That, that don't bother me. Um, I'm Steve Lillis, and with me as usual, co-host John Evans. He's about three miles up the road with me. You okay, John? I, I am, Steve. I am, yeah. I was wondering today, why has it taken us so long to get Nigel Travis? I was thinking that, you know what? And I was, Woody had mentioned him before. And then when when we got Morsey on the other week, I thought I've got to, and I thought I'll give him a try. And before you come on there, John, on the, on the link, I was just saying, I was frightened. Well, not frightened. I thought he might not be able to do it because of all the amateurs. But anyway, he bleeds boxing. He boxed for Fitzroy Lodge when he was down in London. And he won't remember. That's when I first met him through Buncey at the Lodge because Buncey knew him very well. And um, I, obviously, I knew you, you know, of your dad more than you as a, you know, through the amateur days. But that's how I first met. And then he had a pro fight. Now he's with Jamie Moore as his right hand man, wingman, or Jamie's his right hand man, wingman. It's a very complicated sort of um, scenario. But it's Nigel Travis. And they don't need any introduction. Um, Nigel, we know there was a controversy last week. I'm sure you're going to mention that in one of your topics. But um, are you okay, first of all? And thank you. Yeah, it's uh, it doesn't really get easier. Maybe maybe it will the longer it goes. Uh, it's obviously it's a terrible decision that we we believe. Um, obviously, from from our point of view, but from everyone's point of view, it just seems to be a little bit um, ridiculous. Um, I understand it's uh, they use the word subjective, but um, everybody can't be wrong, and it seems like there's a real sway and. Jack Catterall certainly has the moral high ground here, and it's real. It, it's it's terrible, really. You know, it's it's, it's sickening. The, 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 I'm sick to the stomach. And and yesterday, um, we had to go down to the. I wouldn't have to. There was a British Boxing Board of Control Awards, so um, we'll talk about them later on. I'm sure, but uh, we had we had to go down there, and really, you have the stomach, you know, smiling and and, and being humble. Uh, with people who, who I think have ripped you off or whatever the term, whatever the term is to um, for what happened on Saturday, last Saturday night up in up in Glasgow. Uh, and it's really difficult and people are saying, get over it. And it's, I don't think they realise the magnitude of, of what's happened. That's the, that's the honest thing of it. And it's really sickening and it sickens me to the core. But um, there are worse things going on in the world uh, we all know that, and, and it's not for us to, you know, to to, to harp on about stuff. And, and really, Jack Cashel's been back in the gym today, so that just yeah, shows sure. the testimony of the kid. He's back in, um, probably just to get rid of some of that frustration, that pent up anger that he's got in any 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 soul. And he's uh, so, he, but listen, he's been in, and um, and we'll go again. So whatever's going on is going on with the. Uh, with the inquest or inquiry or whatever it's called or hearing or what, we don't actually know but they're going to investigate so the, the British Boxing Board of Control are going to investigate themselves which... yeah, well I know bad decisions are one of your topics here we, I'm sure we're going to pass it again but um Let's hope you don't get a double of that this week, this on Friday night, when you go down to London with Mark Leach to fight Chris Bork because that's one of those fights when you look at People could see it. You know, that's close. Yeah. Who knows what could happen there? Again, and and that's the that, that's the harsh reality of it. You know, and, and if I go, I, I know my language sometimes can be 
you know, kind of is is not the best. And, and I've had rants and raves, but they sort of memorise it. Or they, they, they remember it when it comes to the judging. And I know there are certain um, referees or judges, officials who maybe don't like us or don't like me. Or I don't actually know whether it's a personal thing, but they seem to always go against you. And it, I, don't, I don't know what the answer is. I, I can't. Again, we'll talk about that later, but uh, I hope, obviously, God willing, Mark Leach is, is the uh, the best talented uh, that I've probably ever seen. He's just phenomenal. And so if he does what he, he, we know he can do, then I believe that he'll, he'll have way too much for Chris Paul. I really do. But uh, if it's a close one, then I might be back on here next week. Uh, I'm in another yeah. round. Does it, Nigel, I know you probably know what the answer is, but... Has, has Mark mentioned it at all? Is it because Mark's a boxer, isn't he? Has he mentioned it, it since Jack's fight? Do you think yeah. I need to be more aggressive? It's actually got into Mark's mind a little bit. Yeah, it, it has. It, it, we, we talked um, the first, so we, we were we were back in. So obviously we were in Scotland. Finished Sunday was just a washout, and then we were back in the gym Monday. It was last. It was Mark's last hard week, and the first two days it was just just hard to get going. And we and Mark said it. Mark said. I can't sleep at night. You know, it's spinning on my mind that much. And we all felt the same. And it's it was just hard to get going. But really, you've got to basically man up uh, and and get on with it. But yeah, it's something that's there. And 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 again, me shouting and swearing on, on the internet and uh, and calling calling people names is, is not the professional way to do it. So I, you know, I need to mind my counsel. I need to I need to yeah, hold my tongue a little bit and, and I've got to have the respect. But it's very difficult to have the respect when you feel that you haven't been respected yourself. And and to have respect, you have to be truthful. And the truth is that I believe that Jack Catterall should be undisputed world champion and should have been on Sunday morning. Uh, he isn't. That's the, the harsh reality of it. And and it's appalling, but it is what it is. I can't change it. And hopefully I can affect what happens on, on Friday night at York Hall and, 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 now, uh, and Mark Leach to come away with, with a with the British title and bringing it back to Salford. That's brilliant. Well, let's hope he does for everyone at the gym and you get, um, you know, that I'm not going to even say it's not even luck. Get get, get a result because anyone, any gym deserves a result. It's you lot. Um, anyway, we're going to press on and while we do this, I don't know if you've listened or Morsey's told you about it because he's been on here a couple of times, you know, so you've got to steal the show from a bit tonight. John can be the judge at the end. Who's the best guest? I'm not doing it. But, um, Johnny, Ian, Ian, Ian John Evans. Yeah, Ian John Evans is going <laughs> to... Ian John Evans, yeah. Ian Evans Lewis. John Evans Lewis <laughs> is going to be the judge at the end. Um, and we're going to make sure he is as well. But um, And it'll be controversial. But anyway, what we do, when that bell goes after the three minutes, even you have to zip it, Nigel. Oh. No, it's hard, but you have to. But John's going to start us off this week. I haven't seen the fight, what he's going to talk about, but he can talk about this guy for 30 minutes, let alone nah. three minutes. It's John on Chocolatito. Ready to go. Right, yeah. Well, I'm not, do you know what? I'm not just going to talk about the fight at weekend because I thought that was Chocolatito in sparring mode. And, and that's how good he is. He, he, you know, Martinez, the, the new kid on the block, big puncher, aggressive, full of it. Chocolatito worked him out in 90 seconds. And I, I thought he treated it like a sparring session. And, and that just shows the level of this guy. I, I genuinely believe in our era of the last 20, 25 years, it's Floyd and Chocolatito. They're the two standouts. Um, I started watching him when he was light fly champion 
and he was outstanding. And even back then, 10 years ago, you had people saying, well, you should have seen him at straw weight. He was even better then. That's how good this guy's been for so long. Yeah, but I... um, the first fight with Estrada, mate, I think it makes the second one look average. That was just a phenomenal fight. He went over to Japan, took everybody apart. If, if you want to watch, see someone at the top of the game, watch him fight a guy called Yaigashi. And now we've got this, this latest part of his career when he's come back from his trainer dying, which nobody spoke about before that yeah. first defeat he suffered. And he's, I think he's reinvented himself. He's lost a few angles, and now he's just a pure pocket fighter. Makes you miss and makes you pay. Um, what a fighter, a joy to watch. And I just hope he doesn't get sacrificed for a young gun on when now he's because he's ancient for a flyweight. I hope he has a good ending, but phenomenal. Yeah, from, from my point of view, I just think that the accurate the accuracy of the man. So uh, I saw that the punch output was um, was the was apparently his lowest. He was on, on level with uh, Estrada, but his um, his accurateness was sixty one. It was sixty one percent of the shots that he threw were, were on the target. I mean, that's just a phenomenal feat to think about, and the amount of shots that he throws, uh, and as you say, sublime to watch. He's just an amazing. Amazing to watch, and and really, it's, it's it's really it's how he should be done, you know, finding the pocket, and it's just. But but as I say, when you when you're looking on terms of punch out rate and uh, punch output, and sixty one percent of the shots are banging the board, I'm like, wow, that's mind blowing. You know what? I was I haven't seen the fight the other night. Um, you know, I followed his career a lot more around fourteen fifteen when he was on Box Nation. I think. Barry Jones is a similar beef as you about him, Johnny. Back then, I think he had him number two in the pound for pound around that time. But it's it's just the level he's, as you say, John, the level he's boxed at. Was it 2008, 2009, when it was a 105-pound champion then? And there's guys like him um, who have made the lighter weights hip, haven't they, hasn't he? You know, he's made, you know, he's made it hip and trendy to be a lighter weight and slightly more mainstream. And what I was thinking yesterday about it, as I hadn't seen the fight, was if you imagine now if someone like Ricardo Lopez would have been around now against these guys with lighter weights getting the, the attention. Oh. Round two, um, no can't do it. It's um, about Amir Khan and a lot of um, su suggestions that he's going to um, trigger the rematch clause with Kel Brook. Eddie hinted at it the other day, and I sort of semi-wondered, was it Amir trying to get a few quid out of Eddie because step aside for, for Brook and Eubank, which is a we talked about last week, a horrific fight I don't really want to see. Um, well, not horrific, but just not a good fight. Maybe I was a bit strong with that. But also, Ben Shalom said today that he's looking at, you know, that Amir's looking at triggering it. I just don't, don't get it. Uh, there was absolutely, he was... As, as good as Brook was, he was his bad in the first fight. I get the money but that he'll get, but I don't know how you sell a rematch in this country. I don't know how you get the public to buy it. The only place you might get some money of it is in the Middle East, in Dubai or, or somewhere like that. I, I just don't see the point at all. I mean, Brook, for a start, is unlikely to be able to get up for the fight again. Uh, Amy is, is telling people, I believe, that he's had a shoulder injury and before the fight, and that, hence all those cupping marks on it on his around his body. When when he went, I, I just do not see the point of it. And the, however, less however, Brook isn't up for it. There's no way Amy can beat him. I don't think because he looked so shop worn. 
um, unfortunately, nine days ago, nine, ten days ago. Hey, go on, Nigel. I don't know what I mean. Uh, he wants to exact that revenge that he believes it's going to happen. Uh, if I'm honest with you, I, and again, I, I went with Khan. I thought Khan would win the first yeah. bout. I, I really did. It's only because I thought he may have more left in the sanctum than, uh, than Kel. Um, and I was proven wrong. I don't mind holding my hands up and saying, of course, you, you were wrong and, and wrong badly. Because uh, I think you saw in the first round that it, that it seems to have been gone, seems to have been a little bit shot. Um, and and he said himself that the love's not there for it. So, um, listen, I've known him a long time. I've known him we, we, yeah. we're, we're amateurs together um, with Dave Langone. I spied him when he was Dave Langone and I was, and I was a lime middleweight. But it, and he was a, ph- a phenomenal talent. And um, I don't want him to sour his legacy. You know, his reputation, you know, being, being in uh, one of the best uh, athletes that we produced. And, and I, I don't want him to sour his record. You know, don't get me wrong. Yeah, people will want to be involved with him and work with him, but you know, the, the, he's a he's a pal. I've known him a long time, and I, and I don't want him to. That's the that's the honest thing. So I don't. And as you say, I don't know how you how you sell it. If you go to the far to the Middle East, they, they may get um, well paid again, but I'm not that interested. Yeah, I've only got a couple of seconds, but I think it, I may give the game away when he said he didn't love the sport anymore afterwards, didn't he? Yeah. 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 Over to you, Nigel. You want to talk about a, a, a subject that a lot of our guests bring up, um, drugs in boxing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where they are. I've been in the game a long time when I say I don't know where they are. There are obviously people who are doing it. They've been caught. Um, it infuriates me. Um, the, 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 I, I have concerns that if it happens, someone's going to die, uh, and, it's, and it's a genuine, genuine concern that you know, it would concern in if any of anyone, you know, getting injured in, in a boxing ring. But to find out you've been, it's been done by someone who's who's taken drugs or performing enhancing drugs, uh, I believe um, it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be capable. It'd be manslaughter or, or certainly, certainly in, in the murder element. But I just I don't know where I don't know where. It happens. I don't know how it happens. No, I've been in the game now. I'm, I'm 49. I've been in it all my life. And no one's ever said to me, do you know where to get some of that or that? And, and it's never happened. And and I've trained at varying levels with it within the sport. Uh, I've trained as an amateur, been an amateur coach, training champions, national champions, and kids who are novices. And also going through to, to the... Um, to, to Carl Frampton, um, you know, training, I believe, the undisputed world, uh, light welterweight champion of the world on Saturday night. Uh, and and I've never heard of it. So I don't know. I don't know where it is. I don't know why it's such a big thing. And I think that the authorities are failing massively because if the pound for pound king number one in the world is uh, getting a six month ban when he, when he gets found out, I find it's disgusting. And it's shocking, and I don't know how. I don't know the answer. I want to start you when you said about the subjects. I think it's irrelevant, and I believe it's taboo. People don't want to talk about it. It's not. It's not a question that you ask um, Canelo, you know, about the, about his Mexican beef. And Eddie Earns obviously being there done for for him now because uh, he's, he's his number one star. Whereas a few months ago he was saying he'll always be, he'll always be regarded as a sheep. So so it's a real. It's a tough subject to talk about, but I believe it needs to be talked about a lot more. 
think you haven't you haven't been asked, Nigel, because you're an you, you're an honest trainer, an honest gym. You've been a boxing all your life. Uh, I think I look, I think it's rampant. We discuss this a lot. We hear rumours of gyms in this country that obviously you can't say nothing's proven. That we must say. Um, but I, I think it's, it's, it's trainers that ask boxers, who, who encourage boxers to take it. It's like when you see athletes get caught, well, my trainer told, said, suggested, or my dietitian, because you trust your life in those people. When you go in, you and Jamie are in the corner with, with Jack Cattrall, Mark Leach, or even if you're in the corner helping one a, a journeyman out or something, them guys are trusting their life in you. I, I you know, and I think it's, it's trainers who, 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 who and fighters believe these traits. Sorry we never got you there, John. Don't worry about it. Nigel's a guest. Um, round four, John, over to you. Yeah, um, I know mentioned it before, Nigel, who was down at the awards yesterday. Um, if there's one quality you look for in a cut man, it's got to be someone who's very calm, level-headed, knows his job perfectly well and just gets on with it. And that, for me, is Kerry Kay's. And I know he, he got his award yesterday, services to boxing. I think he did he share it with Mick Williamson, was it two awards? Yeah, they both, um, they both received it, yeah. What, what a guy Kerry is, you know, unsung hero. He's been here 20, 25 years. We all know him. Um, that character Kerry's got, unflappable, knows what he's doing to a T. I think that goes for in every walk of life, doesn't it? Everything Kerry's done, he's perfected it. And he seems to have perfected this cut man role now. Another thing people might not know about Kerry they seen cropping up in the high-profile corners at arenas and things like that. On a Friday or Saturday night, he'll drive two or 300 miles to work the corner of a four-round fighter, won't he? He doesn't just do it for the limelight. He doesn't just do it for the attention. He does it because he loves the sport and loves being involved and loves helping people out. Uh, and I was pleased Kerry got a bit of recognition there. Normally, they only get recognition when they stop a cut in a big fight. But I was pleased Kerry's like... What do you call it? His life's work got got uh, recognised at weekend. Yeah, I'll just be very brief. You 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 said all you was about what he does in the corner, being unflappable. I'll give you an example. Friend of mine, Alan Gray, big friend of mine in London, trains a couple of kids. One's an eight round kid, one's a scratcher. Um, he's he he, he messaged Kerry Case. Kerry invited said, just come up and speak to me about dieting for this fighter. Just. My mate come up 200 miles, went to Kerry's house, took him in there, treated him like he'd known him for years and went through a diet with his kid. Not asking for anything, just wanting to help. Over to you, Nigel. Yeah, he's one of, one of the best men that I know. End of story. You know, uh, his wisdom, his wisdom in life, you know, he doesn't, doesn't just, he's a great customer. That's fundamentally why, why he, he's, he's so integral to our team, certainly. But he's a, he's a better man. Uh, than a customer as well. So him, him, his missus, uh, Jan, they're just, they're just beautiful people. And to see him, he was surprised. He didn't know we knew about it. So uh, we, were, we were fortunate that we got told that there's, there's a chance Kerry's going to get it. So that's why we were there yesterday. And I see people on Twitter or whatever saying, why are they going to the uh, um, the awards if you're that, you're that peed off with the, with, the, with the board? Why are you going? We were there for Kerry Kays. 100% and nothing else. And and to see him just get a little bit of the limelight, just to get a little bit of a, um, just just credit, is, it was wonderful for us. Uh, and and we love the man. Genuinely, he's, he's family to us. And, and and I hope, you know, I know he'll continue in the sport because it's what, it's what makes him tick as well. It's what makes him tick. Put you off there, Nigel. Nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Round five. This is a fight. Wood versus Conlon on Saturday. Oh, I'm just like, it's a, I mean, you know what? I'm away working this week and I might not even get to see it. If there's one fight I'd, I'd, I want to be around this, this, this week, I just wanted you got your guys' opinion. You know what? I've been swinging from one to the other. Um, and something John said on the pod weeks ago, but when it was announced, it stuck me about there's a big night in, in um, Mick Conlon. Uh, I think this might be the night. We've seen glimpses of what he can do. I think this might be the night where it all falls together for him and we see, we see skills, particularly in the second half of the fight, and he wins what, what is a great fight against... Um, against Lee Wood, the WBA champion. You know, this is a fight, but the challenger's a man who's meant to be a star, and it's a guy who's a blue-collar warrior. It's just an amazing matchup, and I can't wait for it. I just want to get your opinion on how you think it might go, fellas. I think uh, it's a very, it's, as you say, it really is a pick and fight. It's what you like and what you do. Um, I think Conlon wins. Um, I think... Uh, Lee Woods had an Indian summer. He's over exceeded by his own admission, I think, and certainly by his coach's admission, admission, saying he's maybe over exceeded, over excelled in any way where he's going to be. I think he's just he's just been in the in the game too long. He, he knows too much, and I think that uh, that Colin will win. Um, I think he he'll keep it long. I think he's clever enough, uh, and he's, he has a boxing intelligence, a boxing intellect, and I think he'll I think he'll win. Yeah, I, I can't wait. We've spoken about it a couple of times, haven't we? Um, I like them both. I like both. I, I like Lee's style. Mick's a great fellow, isn't he? And supremely talented. If if we break it down harshly, though, I thought Kanzu was atrocious. A really bad performance. Maybe that flattered Lee a bit. Um, Jazza got the better of Jazza got the better of Lee by putting it on him and outworking him. Um, Mick Mick has got a big night in him, and I just think if you if you boil it all down, if you look at the pedigree. I've ummed and hard, but I'm, I'm going to go for Mick. I think I think he's he's going to finally fulfil all, all that talent. We can all see he's got, put it all together, and I think uh, Mick Conlon might win that world title. Yeah, it, it's just a, it's just a, something about this fight that's got me. But as I said, John, it's that thing you said on here about a few weeks ago about the big night in him, and it's just stuck with me ever since when I've analysed it. It's uh, it's it's a great fight, and you know, massive crowd is going to be in Nottingham, sellout crowd. It's going to be. I think there was an annex that the uh, Lee Wood apparently hits extremely hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, he does have. The, 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 there's an annex to this, as an apostrophe, whatever he's called, whatever do all yeah. I say. Genuinely, he could knock him spark out. Okay. But that's what makes it so good. Brilliant. That's round, okay. Nigel. Rather, last round. Verdicts that stink. You can just talk there, Nigel, and we'll just listen. Yeah, obviously, because of what's happened um, at the weekend, um, I do it. I, I have it. I have a gym full of kids, a gym full of amateurs, and I'm so I'm trying to teach them, getting them out of the game that they're in, 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 in the noise on on the street, and and ha- how harder is going to be my job now when I'm saying, listen, there's something in the end that they're going to see it. We get screwed on the street. We get screwed in the amateurs. We get. When do you not get screwed? And it's very, very difficult. And I don't know what the answer is. You know, I know what the answer is. You know, I, they should be making it right. They can modify stuff. I don't know if they're ever going to do that. And there's been some atrocious ones. Listen, I thought, I thought Golovkin being 
Uh, that was one of the biggest stages ever. Um, though Glocking beat Canelo the first time, 100%. I, I really, 100%. Not as bad as Jack Catterall beat Josh Taylor, mind. So that's what's stinking in my stomach. That's what I can't get over. Um, and I don't know what the answer is. You know, I'm, I'm looking for you guys. You're both intelligent in this sport. You know, you're educated and you've been in it. A long, long time, as long as me. Obviously, John's not. John's only a wee boy, isn't he? John's a little, little wee boy. Uh, <laughs> how do I change it? How, how do I encourage my kids? So it was life-changing for, for Jack Catterall. His missus had to go to work on, on Monday morning because they've got, she's got a job. She should have been on Easy Street after Saturday night, he should have said, you ain't going to work, you're retired, when now you're going to stay at home, mum. That's what should have happened. It didn't. She has to go to work and Jack Carroll had nappies and, 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 and baby crap everywhere. So how do you change that? This is the thing that people don't see. You've just explained it eloquently, well, you know, calmly, you know. Um, how do you change it? You know, I'm a journalist and I'm not meant to say I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just think we went through this last week and I only repeat, I think this sounds daft. I think judges should have headphones at ringside so they can't hear the crowd. I think judges need educating a lot of things. I think there's too many judges who are uh, maybe influenced by the hype of a certain fighter. And if they're not sure on a round or it's close, they'll go that way. They've got to be educated on that. How you do that, I don't know. I mean... You know, there is, I don't know. There's the answer. But I would definitely, as I say, I'd have headphones at ringside, drown out every every bit of noise that they can hear. Yeah. You know, I, as, as silly as it sounds, I, I, I don't know the answer. And it's still going to happen again and again. I've heard five judges. I've heard seven judges for a fight. It's mad. And there was a great thing the other day, um, Andy Alien mentioned on Facebook, um, and it was sort of like getting at what the hell is Marcus McDonald, the referee, going up to Scotland hours before the fight from London where he lives? I'm not saying it's Marcus's fault. That might be what he was told to do. I'm not digging the referee out for that. He should have been out there the day before for the weigh-in, the rules meeting. You know, he got to Heathrow Airport. His plane was cancelled. He's had to get back into London and get a train to Scotland on the day of the fight. Um, who knows if the other judges had similar problems? I don't know. Yeah, I... I Go on, Nigel. No, I just, no. just and the, the, my anger is so, and the reason it's bad is because people are going on about one card, Ian John Lucy's. I exactly that. I think our yeah. boss is bad. I think our boss giving him giving him by one round, really. So, going to go with 115, honestly, I think it's a bad card. Well, that would have been a draw it's apart from the knockdown, exactly that. And 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 there was, and the, the, it's impossible. It's impossible, it's impossible to give Josh Taylor the win or a draw in that fight. Yeah, I, I, it's it's bothered. Do you know what, Nigel? I think it's the worst one I've seen. And it, even now, what are we? We're ten days after. It's still yeah, talking about, about it. Days. It's still being raised. I'll be at work doing something, and it pops in my head. And yeah. I know it's probably because I know Jack and I know what he'd been through and everything. But I still think it, it's the worst. What are you saying about the earphones, then, Steve? The day after. Uh, George Groves beat James DeGale. 
I did a, a piece with Jim McDonald for an interview. That's how old I am, Nigel. Bloody hell. Oh, um, you ain't that young. You don't, you're not, not just a baby. Oh, right. You know, that yeah. was the day after that. And and Jim said, we've got to have judges with earphones and everyone was taking a piss out of him. And the story did it saying for a little while. No, yeah, and now all I mean, of a sudden people are saying it. But if, if you're retraining people, how do you... You know, if you've worked with people who are 50, 60 year old and you try to retrain them for another job, you can't do it. They're very stubborn, they're setting the ways. You see, um, Ian John Lewis hands him these terrible scorecards. If you look down, there's a pattern. He likes the aggressor. So if you're a fighter in a fight and you're like Jack, waiting for him, timing him with that beautiful southpaw jab he's got, but you know that one of the judges scoring your fight likes an aggressor, it, it, it's totally wrong. It, it seems like people are setting their ways. Um, they've been doing it maybe too long. Guaranteed it. big fights. Garrett. Maybe there should be a, more of a lottery system on who gets these big fights. We need more A-class referees. We could go on forever. Well, but um, the same people are turning in rubbish but, on you know, a monthly basis. Do you know what? These A-star referees in Britain, and I didn't know this until um, recently, um, sort of a few weeks ago. You know when you go for your A-star, your area council recommends you. You then go before, I think, Charles, Charlie Giles or Robert Smith or whoever, you're recommended to it, right? And then I think I was told you go for your interview with a ball, blah, blah, blah. And what happens then, do you think? You have to get nominated. You have to get recommended. Please, please yeah, don't have... tell me the other referees have a say. You've just got it. John, you, you've, won, you've won. You've won tonight. You, you go before, I'm told, you go before the eight, you then go before the A-star referees and they decide. Now, let's be honest, all of us in fucking life here, John, right? We all want to protect our own jobs. Yeah, Say I'm doing yeah. a job, right? I'm a freelancer, Nigel, right? I'm doing a job, right? I don't want someone else doing my job the next week. I want to be in there nicking the dough. Let's, let's be honest about it. I, I, you know, let's not sugarcoat it. We can all say, oh, but we all want to do it. Is there, John, you're at 32, Reg. You got you, you, you know, you do your stuff at 32, Reg. You've got your job in the day. Your 32, Red's another, you know, source of income for you. You ain't going to want someone else coming in doing, oh, we're getting him to do it next week. Well, why? You know, so you go before these, these star class referees. Who wants another one on the on the firm? <laughs> I never knew that. I, I was taking the piss when I said that. Oh, well, there you go. That's what I'm told. And I've got, I've got it is. So they told me they saw exactly the same thing. And and the old analogy is job sorry, boys. Fuck. Well, I'll Get tell you what, it. we'll wrap it up there, boys, this week. It's been a great week. Um, John, seeing as you guessed that one, you've still got to decide more, more and more, you know, Ian John Evans has got to decide. Morsey or Nigel? We'll stick with, we'll stick with the theme. I'll be, John, I'll be Ian John Evans and we'll score it 1,634 to 927 and a half. Some <laughs> bullshit score that I just imagine out the top of my head. <laughs> who wins, Nigel or Morsey? Well, obviously to me, yeah. Who, obviously to me. Who, guarantee, who guarantees me a repeat job? Yeah, yeah now he's talking. <laughs> I don't need to put in a scorecard. <laughs> Nigel's one. Thanks everyone for listening this week and thank you fellas. For all boxing, info, news and latest interviews, amateur and pro, across the north, click and subscribe. VIP, boxing promotions. Also, Twitter, Instagram and Facebook.